you bloody laughing out now? I'd be terrible on um, if I was an actress, wouldn't I? I'd be yeah. laughing all the time. Right, go on, I'm ready. Okay, so today I've got my mum here and we're going to be talking about diet culture, scale obsession and yo-yo dieting. So my mum is the queen of different and yo-yo dieting. So we're going to be talking today all about her journey and now she's on the coaching team and we're going to talk about that too. So say hello. Hi, I'm Ashley's mum. <laughs> she's super nervous, so let's get into it. Um, right, let's talk about all the diets that you have been on. So what... What tell us exactly what diets you've started and done in the past? Oh gosh, so I have done Slimming World, Weight Watchers, Cambridge Diet, and the Lighter Life Diet. Oh yeah, Lighter Life. So you've done your fair share of the the juice diets, basically. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so let's just go into them a little bit. Obviously, the Cambridge Diet is. I think it's. It is juice diet. Basically, it is shakes, isn't it? it and is the same, shakes, yeah. same with lighter life. Um, shakes and literally like eight hundred calories per day or something like that. Yeah, I think you can do it where you only have a certain amount of juices and mm. have very basic meals. But I chose to just go total shakes. And how much? So when you so you've done all these di- different diets and lost um, a different amount of weight each time. But with the lighter life, that was the most successful of the yo-yo diets, wasn't it? So how much oh, did you lose? nearly three and a half stone yeah so that was how many years ago was that Uh, it's got to be six or seven years ago yeah Yeah. so you lost what three and a half stone you said Mm. and realistically would you say that you're kind of near enough back at the same weight that you started when you first done light life not really about there's about half stone because of stone difference but then i think i've become more aware of weight as well i don't think i did no because this is the thing that we find with these sort of quick fad diets i suppose it wasn't quick for you you did you was on it for some time and you did actually have some counseling with it which Mm. i think was really good um but obviously when you then finish where do you go from that you kind of lost at the end yeah they do give you like books to follow to increase food you know like you bring in meats and vegetables and things like that and you're supposed to increase things gradually even if you do it still gets to the point where you're always going to consume more calories than you did when you were losing. So you're mm. never, ever going to be able to s- sustain yeah. the weight loss that you had, really. So. And I think that is why a lot of us coaches get quite frustrated because realistically it's not giving you any habits that you can continuously follow because you can't continuously have shakes. You can't continuously eat that low calories. Um, so it's not giving you anything to, to continue in that way. No, it definitely is a quick fix. I mean, I really did lose the weight, I mean, really quickly. And I think that's what keeps you going because you lose so much every week that you kind of, it's like a, it's like a sort of, you just, I don't know, you just roll with it really. Mm. It's just really good. Well, I'm here to tell you it's not that good because (laughs) because we're back to square one we're back to you trying to have a good relationship with food and actually the things we're going to go and talk about in this um podcast is going to be although you lost weight and you got the results your probably your relationship with food has deteriorated even worse since um them sort of yo-yo diets um you know in the in the sense of (laughs) your face in the sense of though like realistically when we're starting to lose weight again like you're in the same position because you're still having to lose weight you haven't maintained your weight you haven't successfully died like no one's ever 100 percent and is like at the same weight for the whole period of their life 
Um, but we're nearing sort of that maximum weight again of when you started Lighter Life. So if we look at the success rate of Lighter Life, it's not really that successful because we're back here again. Um, and uh, this is not shaming you at all because this is not your fault. Unfortunately, it's the companies that sell the product and they want you to keep going back to them. So realistically for them, what they want is for you to go back to Lighter Life right now. Um, and actually I'm here to do a different narrative and try and teach you and educate you with nutrition. So we're gonna quickly talk about um, sort of the diet culture and the things that we've been brought up with because I think that is realistically the core reason as to why we try all these different diets because I've done the same. You know, we done Slimming World together when I was like 15, 16. That was the thing you did. I mean, I did a military diet, which was basically, I think it was like a boiled egg for breakfast, a grapefruit for lunch. And that was like, that was, that was deemed, silly. yeah, but that was deemed normal. Like that was okay. And actually I think where it comes from originally is seeing all the magazines, seeing all the, the social, we didn't have social media as such, but seeing the magazines and things with like people that weren't even big, like maybe a size 10 or a size 12 being deemed as fat within that, within their magazines. Would, do you have anything to comment on that? I think there is always a point where you always, for me, I always want to be thinner. I always want to, you know, if you look at a magazine, you think, oh yeah, I want to wear those clothes. I want to look like that. But I'm not that person. I'm like five foot one. Mm. Uh, someone on a magazine, she's like nearly sort of five, eight, five, nine. But you are constantly always striving to kind of not look exactly like that person. But comparing. Comparing yourself. Like, yeah. Oh, I would like, oh, I want it. And that's where you should just kind of think, well, you are as you are kind of thing. And I think uh, definitely like it's got worse with social media because you scroll through Instagram or Facebook and you see these models and you see these people. But it comes down to genetics a lot of the time these people with like peachy bums and small waist mm. if someone if you don't have genetically a small waist you're never going to get one and i think that's the worst thing is that we compare ourselves to this unachievable result when actually we should just look at our bodies and and think about health so mm. like you know having a large amount of body fat on your body isn't actually healthy for your organs like your internal organs everything like that and realistically that's what we should be thinking about not what we look like on the outside mm. um but like you say there's stick fin models that are not healthy in the slightest like if you think about you know catwalk models that are like size zero and if you actually looked at their diets they're not healthy in the slightest just because no. they have a low body fat percentage does not mean that they are healthy they're probably worse you know yeah, i think it is difficult though because it's only being healthy i'm not saying it's a new thing it's not but years ago, obviously, when my parents were younger, or when we were kids and my parents were older, it wasn't really about being healthy. You kind of just, no one really, everyone considered being healthy, yeah, and the cholesterol and everything used to be quite high years ago, but it wasn't such a deemed thing about getting your five a day or your ten a day. It mm. just wasn't, and I think it's become such a big thing now that everyone is kind of waking up to being, and actually, it's not about, you know how I feel how I look it's just how I need to be I mm. mean um I never knew anything about BMI or anything like that when no. I was dieting years ago it was only when I did lighter life they, they kind yeah. of check that kind of thing for you that's so, there is like some mm. good aspects of lighter life in the sense that you did have counseling and you did have um you know that support there 
but it's not teaching you the fundamentals of nutrition because obviously they're a business and they want you to come back. Um, and I think nowadays, like when you do have coaches, especially online coaches and PTs, that there's, there's obviously some bad ones as well, the people that want you to keep coming back and spending your money. But there's also the people that want to educate and want to get out there what education, like what nutrition is, what exercise does for you. And I think especially mental health. So with nutrition and exercise, it obviously helps mental health. And we're coming up to a period in like generations where mental health is really, really spoken about. Not quite, we're not quite there 100%, but we're getting there. And actually... N- we've all made the connection that exercise helps mental health, but the nutrition side isn't there yet. Like the processed foods and the caffeinated foods actually still, you know, agitate that mental health. And and I think it comes hand in hand is like physical health, mental health, all can be like thinned back down to, you know, education in nutrition and exercise. Oh, um, but it is frustrating, especially when we're just, everything you see on telly is just, there's so much advice out there. Like you go on, to, you watch this morning and they've got 800 calorie diets on there and you think, oh, okay, well that's all right because Phil and Holly, they're promoting it. So it's all good. But like, that's not right. And no, it's, it's kind of I, scary, yeah. isn't it? It is. And I think if you are older, like me, you sometimes think that you team, you think, oh, 800 calories, oh, I'll probably lose quite a bit of weight. And you, you're literally, instantly, your ears are pricked up. You're thinking, oh, I've done 800 calories before because life is less than that so you're a little bit like oh yeah I could probably do that mm. but it's not like you say it's not it's not it might be great if you want to do it for two weeks to fit into a dress or something like that but mm. it's not sustainable or and when you but yeah. that's the thing like when you lose weight that quickly so tell the story oh. about what happened with you and your gallbladder so oh, yeah. you actually lost weight so quickly and so quick like I remember seeing pictures of you as well like if we look back at some of your pictures you actually look quite gaunt like oh yeah you don't look like a health you basically as well what happens is you lost body fat but you also lost muscle as well Mm -hmm. so you just lost weight and that's the thing that i talk about most when it comes to scale weight if you're dropping muscle as well as body fat you are going to look gaunt you're going to have you're just going to have a skeleton kind of figure and obviously in this day and age it's a lot more common and a lot more uh, people want to have that nice defined body but if you're losing weight too quickly you will drop muscle as well um and it's it's really optimal to try and keep that muscle but drop the body fat because that's what's going to keep you healthy and that's what's going to keep your joints healthy and your like internal organs and your body functioning um but yeah it's really important to know that actually when you lost all of that weight on light life you tell them about your gallbladder and what happened i yeah i was unaware that even if you lost weight quickly that that would be something that would happen to you um i just kept getting really bad pains around that area um, where your gallbladder is, um, and I had to. I think I went to see a specialist in a um, in the hospital, and he just said, "Oh, have you lost a lot of weight recently?" He could obviously tell because mm-hmm. of your skin and stuff like that. Um, and I said, "Yeah," and he said, "It's something I don't know. I can't remember what he said, but it is a um, a mm-hmm. product of losing." weight and that's because it was like it wasn't just a pound or two that you were losing a week was it it was like three four five and that's the danger of losing weight that quickly it's like your body can't cope like your body can't function without like there's there's having losing weight quickly and then there's losing weight like on a maintenance level and it's it's really important to lose it like one two pound maximum per week maximum i wish i'd know then what i know now yeah i definitely would have not but that's the thing it's kind of scary is the education isn't there so 
people are turning to these quick fixes and it's the same with Slimming World like fair dues to the people that have lost weight on Slimming World it's producing healthy bodies and healthy people mm. so you can't fault them but they're just not teaching the basics so you've always got to go back to that Slimming World like when you put weight back on you go back to Slimming World you put weight back on you go back to Slimming World it's a cycle and it's not teaching that relationship with food at all but we're going to talk a little about, bit about scale weight and <laughs> mum's obsession with <laughs> scale weight so recently when she joined the team um I actually took her scales away from her for some time just purely because the obsession there was unhealthy wasn't it so you would jump I won't talk too much I'll let you talk in a minute but like you were jumping on the scales seeing like a pound or two pound loss and then eating more the next day which obviously with calorie energy balance you know if you want to keep losing you've got to be in that calorie deficit but you're eating more calories because you'd lost weight but then if you put weight on you were eating less and not eating the calories I was actually giving you Mm -hmm. so that was determining your mood in the morning, whatever the scale said. Oh, definitely. I think I had this thing that if I did lose weight, I'd done something right and I was okay to have a treat because I'd lost like a pound. Mm. And then I'd get on the next day and obviously because you'd had a treat, you might be, I don't know, weight, retaining fluid, then you might put two on and then it... But I would get on the scales maybe two or three times a day. But then that's the thing as well, like when you hear people that go to Slimming World and stuff like that, they have a treat on their weigh-in day. And it's like, that relationship is just terrible. Years ago, on a Wednesday, when we used to weigh in, we um, used to literally weigh in in the morning, and we used to go into town and have like um, a treat, which you would spend all week trying to lose, which seems so silly now, but... We all used to do it. I know, it's scary. And and you would, you still do it a little bit now, but you will literally go and move your scales to a different position in the house, make it, is it any less there? Take an item of clothing off, do this. Only because we live in a very crooked house. And if your scales aren't level. Yeah, but the thing is with scale weight is if you are doing the same thing every week, that will be dropping. Mm. It won't drop anymore if it moves to a different position or it won't drop. You have to be consistent in that. And the, the... the drawback like that's why I think having a coach is obviously I'm going to plug having a coach because (laughs) it's my business but you can just hand over hand over your scale weight and you don't have to think about it and I decide because it is like I've just had um about three weeks of I'm in a calorie deficit at the moment and I've had about three weeks of having the same scale weight for three weeks even though I've been pushing myself harder and harder um, and that's because of my cycle. So I was coming on my period um, and I've had quite a lot of like fluctuations and things like that. So, and now I've had my period, that's out of the way and I've dropped. And that's what I would have dropped in them three weeks, but it's happened all at once instead. Oh, really? So, okay. you yeah. know, there's so many things that are factors into scale weight. It really is important to know um, mm-hmm. because we can get so obsessed with it. I don't weigh myself now. I don't. I just you do it once a week. In, but now, but it's hard not to. Yeah, it's really hard. It's, not yeah, to. but that's because of the relationship you've got with food and the scales yeah, and the things that we've had over the generations that have mm. brought us this. And that's what I'm trying to kind of get rid of. But it's not Definitely. easy, is it? It's, it's quite hard because it's ingrained. Mm. You know, it's something I've done for years, so it's it is hard to stop it. Yeah, it is, and I think as well, like it's never you're never going to just join a coaching team or join or learn about food and education and stuff and then just be like right I'm better now it's it's a journey it's never going to be right I'm completely cured now but it's it's taking it step by step like 
you're at like just by tracking your food you're starting to understand what calories are mm. what's in things what has higher fat levels what have lower fat levels what has protein in what has carbs in oh definitely i was so unaware of even silly things mm. that were really high in fat and sugars and you know but it's also having a balance though like you still have foods that you enjoy oh of course because it's got to be yeah. a sustainable no relationship and no enjoy just ignore that <laughs> You know, yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. I'm just surprised with some things, really. And then exercise, like you've always been one to hate exercise. <laughs> but now you're starting to understand that actually, if you want to lose weight and you want to do it sustainable, exercise helps you become more in that calorie deficit. So it's yeah, more of a case of being I active. Yeah, you know, I think years ago I might have cut food out and not understand why I'd lost, but I would never do, you know, much exercise well none at all so now I do realise that even going out for a walk or doing my class you know do what I do if I didn't do that I mm. wouldn't lose the weight because you have quite a sedentary job where you are at, like sitting at a desk all day mm. and realistically people don't even factor that into their lifestyle so it can be really hard if you are very sedentary it means if you don't want to move and you don't want to exercise you'd have to eat really little calories mm. so now you're understanding well if i if i can be active here and i can get some steps in that means i can eat more calories which means my life's more enjoyable when i'm actually yeah. enjoying my diet alongside yeah. i didn't realize activity. how little you do you know when you're sitting at a desk all day you're just yeah yeah so realistically now you've got your steps you've got your exercise and everything like that in and you're starting to like feel more mm. rounded healthier more energy because that was another thing like before we started your health as well like you'd get up in the morning and you'd just be so sort of like slow, slow <laughs> sluggish headaches all the time feeling rough mm. all the time Definitely. and it's a hard concept to get out to people is that exercise even when you're tired, exercise can give you more energy because mm. you you just assume that it's going to make you more tired. Yeah, no, it, I sleep better. I just, I don't know, being able to get up in the morning just feels so much better, really. I don't know. Well, obviously the exercise, but... Yeah. And the diet as well, I think. Yeah, because you're actually yeah. having a balance of all three foods. Like, before you tracked, I think I remember making you track a day where you just tracked what you would normally have, Um not sort of you know trying to look at your nutrition it was just what would you normally have and have a look at it and it was a mainly carb carbohydrate dominant oh, diet as we all are though like without tracking we are all very carbohydrate based mm. um and that's the difference because like obviously you need protein for so many different reasons i think protein shakes and protein people think the gym and weight training I think so but i must admit i was probably one of those people until yeah you explained it really now you need it to like you need protein in your diet for so many different reasons like you you know repairing your muscle tissues repairing your like skin your organs like everything it just helps repair there's so many different things it does um and we just don't as a society we just don't get enough of it at all 100 percent. yeah i didn't really know that you had to eat protein i know you had to eat meat but you know or you don't have to eat meat but you know you need to get protein sourced from somewhere but i kind of just never realized it was that important really. i know it's so so important and you that's you get your energy from your carbohydrates you know we've we're trying to teach you exactly what carbs fats and proteins do and like the importance of having a balanced diet so it's not like a quick fix it never is and it that's the thing that i think is still hard um to get across to people is everyone wants to lose weight really quickly but oh, yeah, everyone wants yeah. like a magic pill and that's why you know for me pt was becoming that 
people coming to me for magic pills and actually it's your hard work that will get you there alongside guidance and support the right guidance and support i think sometimes it's just so hard to make that i mean how many times have you tried with me mm. to just try to just say come on mum just do it you'll feel better and i'm like yeah 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 mm. and then i try and then i think oh i can't be bothered but mm. i think it's just that one time you think, yeah, okay. It's mindset though, isn't yeah, it? If it your is. mindset isn't in the right place, yeah. it's not possible. And but even then, even when we started this time, I don't know that I was fully. No, but it was one step at a time. Yeah. So and we started now, slow, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And I just feel so much better. Mm. Even myself, like my energy levels and... That's what I say to people though, like start slow, like you don't have to go to the gym, do your nutrition, track your calories and do all of these things. Start off slow, like I think we just said, like get your steps in and get some water in. Then we'll look at nutrition in time, like start small and then build your slow, like so now you're like, oh I want to do more exercise. You actually said to me, oh I'm going to do, I'm going to add another day in, (laughs) didn't you? Did I actually say that? Yeah, no I did did say that, yeah. No I do because I do realise that the more you do the more you see the results in how you feel. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing as well. Like, it's just starting slow. It's realising that you don't have to do 100 things at once because when you do that, you do feel overwhelmed. And it's having that coach there to sort of say to you, do you know what? Actually, this week we're going to take it back a little bit Mm. because it's getting a little bit overwhelming. Or this week we're going to push more because you've got all the energy. And I think people think as well that when you have a coach that you can't, go out you can't do this you can't do that but I know like if I say to you all I'm going out for a meal you'll say to me okay do this do that and what do you think you'll eat and yeah we kind of sort all that out we damage control around going out because you know this is a lifestyle and like if you were on light life and you went out for alcohol you you'd just be like well let's face it you'd be absolutely hammered because you did (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, because you did that's the thing you did um you know drinking or not not a lot of food in your body is just you know not good in itself um but it's making sure that you've got plan in place um because a lot of the time i find as well and i still get this like if i've got an off plan weekend say it's really really hard to get back on track Oh, really hard. Do wonder if it's actually worth it, really. I know, because you're like, Sunday comes and you're like, right, I'm going to get back on it. And then you're like, oh, I'm feeling hungover. So it's like, oh, takeaway or this or that. And it's actually having someone to be accountable to and someone to put a plan in place so that doesn't happen. So you can go, right, no, there's a reason why I'm doing this and my goals are here and it's having that. But it is, it's not always easy. It's not always, I think a lot of, people come on the team they think they've got to be 110 percent every single day um and it's different if you're doing like a photo shoot or you're doing like a competition but for general population you know 90 percent adherence is good enough 80 percent is good enough 70 percent is better than it's a marathon not a sprint yeah Yeah. you got to start small but it definitely is but yeah Thank you so much for coming today. It's been really helpful. Thank and you. I think this will um, this podcast will massively help people that are struggling with the same sort of things. Mm. So It's very hard to get committed to do something. But mm. once you've done it for a couple of weeks, it does make you feel so much better. Yeah, it does. I do feel so much better. <laughs> That's good. And we will get you to where you need to be. 
Thank you so much for taking the time and listening to today's podcast. I think my mum was super nervous, but I said that, you know, so many of you are going to relate to what journey she's been through. um, And hopefully you really, really enjoyed hearing everything she had to say. Um, If you are interested in joining the coaching team and improving your relationship with food, improving your body confidence, but also, you know, trying to achieve your goals, click the link in my bio on Instagram and apply today or even just DM me and we can talk a little bit more in detail about how the coaching team can help you improve that. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. We're going to try and get a podcast out every two weeks. Um, If you've enjoyed it and want to hear more, click the following button on Spotify and even turn on the notifications so you'll get a notification every time a new one goes up. Have a great day, guys, and we'll speak to you soon.